Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm your host, John Mansfield. Every week I bring you conversations from photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips and strategy and inspiration. Whether you're in the light and airy side of photography or the dark and moody or anywhere in between, we're here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today, I'm not bringing any photographer or creative entrepreneur except myself. I'm bringing myself to you uh, for another uh, solo episode, another mini-sode. This is a a quick one, but a very good one. If you struggle with blogging, my hand is raised. Actually, it's not. Okay, now my hand is raised. Um, I, I, I also do. And... This is literally a, a list that I have put together to help me get better at blogging because writer's block is real, y'all. And um, yeah, I wanted to share it with you because I thought you might also have some writer's block and you might also be um, still limiting yourself by believing some things about blogging that uh, has changed over the years. So that's what we're talking about today. And some of those things that have changed, like gone are the days of 2007. How do you even say that? 2007? It's been a, it's been a minute. Uh, It's been 15 years actually. Uh, But like 2007, it was very different thing for blogs. There were lengthy blogs, 500,000 words. And they usually told a little bit more of a story. There are a lot, you, you included all the details like wedding photography blogs. It was all the details of everything. And you wrote on and on. And people read blogs and subscribed to blogs the way that people um, listen and subscribe to podcasts these days. I was never part of the blog scene back then. I, uh, I, I really wasn't on the internet all that much in 2007. But blogs were uh, usually a daily or like five times a week or at least three times a week um, if you're slacking back in the day. And there were long blogs and there were educational blogs and they told stories and things have changed a little bit. One of the other beliefs that you may still be believing, and I was for a while, is that when I write a blog, it has to be, you know, I had. Okay, so whenever I started my photography business, 2013, I blogged every single session. If it was a family session, I blogged it. That's how I delivered their sneak peek gallery. Within a week, I would have a blog out. It would have their photos. It would have a nice little something that I wrote about them or, you know, about uh, like I had a wedding early on that it was in Austin, Texas. I think it was. February, something like that. And uh, it ended up snowing, which was really cool and very different for Texas. And it snowed on their wedding day, uh, but it wasn't like like fluffy snow to where it looked good. It was just like wet snow that melted as, as soon as it hit the ground. Uh, so we had to move everything inside. And yeah, it was just this whole thing. And I wrote a story about that on the blog. And for years, it felt like That's what I need to do. I need to blog every session. I needed to write some sort of compelling story. I'm not a writer. 
I'm just, I'm not a writer. I can talk for sure. That's why I'm a podcaster, but I am not good at putting my words down into paper, down into written words. Uh, sometimes I'm not even good at speaking, uh, but it's, I, I, yeah, I struggled with that because I would try to come up with a story that would be interesting for the readers for a certain wedding or a photo shoot that maybe wasn't all that interesting. It was just kind of like is a day and the couple didn't give me a lot of background information about them. So I didn't have that to pull from. And I just kind of stopped blogging for a bit. So what I'm going to help you with is getting out of that mindset of these blogs need to tell stories. That's sure. This is one of the, uh, the many different ways that you can blog. This can be something. And if you have a certain wedding or uh, family session or boudoir session or whatever you do, that is very interesting and very different for sure. Yeah. If it's, if it's easy for you, if you, um, you know, send out, I, I actually have a questionnaire that I send out uh, to some of my couples and to blog their wedding and get some quotes from them um, also helps with the word count whenever I'm just like literally copying and pasting their response into the blog. and like, this is a note from the bride. And then talking about why they picked the florals that they did. If you want that questionnaire, if you want that PDF, I actually have a free PDF for y'all, a little freebie download um, at allheartphoto.com slash blog ideas, all one word. Um, I'll have that in the show notes as well. But uh, other than that, other than that questionnaire, here's 10 different blog ideas, blog topics that you can use. Number one, have a list of the 10 best venues in your location or the 15 best venues or the five best venues, whatever, some number of the best venue in your location, Houston, Texas, best venues in Brooklyn, New York, something like that to where that's what people are, are searching for. That's what they are actually typing into Google They're not typing in, you know, Sam and Amanda's wedding. Unless they're Sam and Amanda or a friend of theirs is like, I think this is the photographer who took their photos. They're not typing that into Google. They are typing in, they're getting inspiration for their wedding or they're actually looking for vendors. And if you can have those resources for them, then that's great. Because if you have a best of list, And then they're like, oh, wait, this is a photographer. Let me check out their stuff. It's a great way to drive traffic to your site. Um, My blogs are actually the highest uh, traffic generators for my site, uh, which is great. And that's why I've continued to keep blogging like this. Uh, Also, another note on this one is whenever you have lists, if you list them out, in um, like bullets or in like H2 tags or something like that to where when Google is crawling through your site and it sees all of those listed out, it will actually put a list on Google. So if you ever like Google like 
uh, what are the best uh, street tacos restaurants in Chicago? And then it has a list of like, these are the top eight or the best eight or whatever. And it's from someone's blog that they listed it out like that. So whenever you list things out, Google likes that and they can put it into a list for the people who are searching for what you're doing. Um, so a couple different variations on this one, you can do, uh, you know, for wedding photographers, you got best venues in your location, best florists in your location, best wedding coordinators in your location. You can just go through the list of all the vendors. Uh, and then you can also, uh, another, another topic would be unique venues in your location. And you can kind of change that, uh, that adjective there, um, to where it's unique venues or maybe, um, you know, historic venues or something that your target client would be searching for. So if, if your target client gets married with these, like these big giant mansions and estates and make a list of some of your favorite and you don't have to have shot there before. This is a great way of reaching out to all of them and saying, hey, I'm putting together this list of the best uh, estate wedding venues in our area. And obviously, I want you on the list. Could you send over a few photos or could I come out for a tour and snap a few and actually meet you and shake your hand and get the face to face interaction and build those connections? So that's another thing that you can do best venues, unique venues, you can change up that vendor in there to something else. Um, and that gives you even more different options. Number three, blog about a helpful tip, like, um, like for family photographers, ways to keep your kids entertained during photos. This is something that your target client is probably Googling. They're probably searching for how can I keep my kids entertained during this family session? Because I want the photos to turn out well. I haven't worked with this photographer before, so I don't know if they have like toys, if they do silly dances and stuff, or if they have actions that they, they run around with the kids to keep them entertained. Because I don't know, I'm going to Google and then you can pop up and maybe they haven't even booked a photographer yet. And now they're reading on your site. So some sort of helpful tip is a great way. And that is really endless possibilities. Um, so these are really like different types of blogs, I guess, rather than like topics. Uh, Cause so far I think we've mentioned like seven or eight between all of these, but um, writing about helpful tips, being that educator for your target client is going to set you up as a professional. It's also going to give them a resource that they can reference, that they can pin to Pinterest, that they can share with a friend and be like, hey, you're getting your photos taken in a couple months. I just found this. Check it out. So helpful tips are great. Um, you can also do a blog about any uh, misconceptions that people have about your type of photography. Um, like you could do for family photographers, you could do um, a blog post about why I'm trying to figure out the words. I'm doing this on the spot, <laughs> just to, just so you know, uh, why the uh, the traditional mantelpiece photo of everyone staring at the camera is not what you want anymore. That's a very long title. I would whittle that down, um, take out a few of those words. 
but uh, that's the general idea of that one. Um, or if you're a boudoir photographer, uh, like why, why boudoir is more than just sexy photos. It's a lot more than that. And you can educate through these misconceptions that people have about your photography. For wedding photographers, um, you can talk about why you should, uh, why you should have a first look on your wedding and maybe talk about the tradition of where first looks came from and uh, the benefits of, or where, not where first looks came from, but where waiting until you're down the aisle to see each other came from and the benefits of actually having a first look. You can speak to that, which is a helpful tip and talking uh, to a misconception. You're, you're blending together in one. Wow. 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 Right. Isn't it so cool? I was just showing my friend Owen here how easy it is to use Gusto to pay my contractors. Gusto is an all-in-one platform that helps businesses like yours onboard pay, insure, and support your team. They have it all under one roof. You can use them, as I do, to pay my contractors easily without added fees or breaking policy agreements. Looking at you, Venmo. If you have full-time employees, they've got you covered too. Payroll, health benefits, HR, time tracking tools, workers comp, and they submit your tax documents at the end of the year. So great. I love it because I don't have to juggle Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and all the other places. I just have everything through Gusto, and it's simply direct deposits into my contractor's accounts. So head to lightdarkco.com slash gusto. And when you send your first paid payroll, you'll receive $100 back. And receiving that much back, you're probably assuming it's hundreds of dollars a month. Oh no, my friend, it is only $6 a month for contractors. So go check out lightdarkco.com slash gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And just like my friend Owen Wilson, you'll be saying... Wow. Uh, number five. Um, I, I think I've only numbered like three of these so far. I'm not numbering the even ones so you can figure it out. Um, number five, you could do a um, like 10 must have photos for your whatever photo shoot. 10 must have photos for your senior session. 10 must have photos for your pet photography, something like that, where um, that's going to be a great uh, Pinterest pin uh, because people will pin that to come back to it for reference. And people will share that because it's like, Oh yeah, these are 10 must haves. I need to must have this. Um, another one um, could be best locations for engagement photos in your city. And then you just take a photo or two or three from different locations that you have photographed in your area, throw it up there on the blog. It's one, a portfolio of your local photos that you've taken and which is going to draw people to want to hire you. And then also it's showing that you are a professional in the area. You know, the place you have all of these spots that you photographed at already. 
and um, and you can write a little bit about each one. You know what kind of style works well for um, uh, this park. You know this is a nice wide open. There's usually some wildflowers here from March to April, and you know you can talk about whatever you want. Just a little bit about that to where they're getting some inspiration. Number seven, because we're back to odd numbers. Um, you could do a checklist like for senior photographers, senior photo checklist. These are kind of similar to that must have um, photo list, but this is like a checklist, which is a little bit more detailed than um, the must have photos. And you can go through like you want to get a photo with your cap and gown on. You want to get a photo with uh, your, what are those called? I don't know. Lapel. No, that's not it. I don't know. I didn't. Ropes. Is that a thing? I'm not sure. Um, I never took senior photos, nor did I have a cap and gown. But, um, but yeah, you can you can speak to that and you can talk about these are some photos. This is a good checklist to make sure you're getting these photos. Um, the same with, uh, wedding day photos. You can talk about a checklist for photos to get even before your photographer gets there. Uh, because some people don't want to hire the photographer to arrive on the wedding day five hours before the ceremony. So in those, you know, two to three hours of hair and makeup before the photographer gets there, here's a checklist of some great candid photos that you and your wedding party can take on your phones and you can have that checklist. There you go. That's a blog topic that you can steal. Uh, the next one tips, tips for having your dog at your photo shoot. This is a big one because pet owners love to have their dogs and their pets. I've had some cats in photo shoots before too, but um, dog owners especially love to have their dogs in the photo shoot, but they don't always know what all they need to bring. You know, you gotta get some treats. You gotta have a leash in most parks. You've got to have uh, something, you know, preferably another person there to take them while you're getting your couple's photos or while you're getting your family photos or something like that, you can even do a uh, tips for having your dog at your wedding blog. These are inspiration. They're educational. It's going to be something that the reader is most likely searching for, like I mentioned earlier, and probably going to save. Number nine, you can do a blog about the best times of day for a photo shoot um, by season. Uh, so, you know, uh, what are, what are the seasons? Spring, summer, March. Nope. Spring, spring, summer, fall, winter. That's the four of them. Ooh, I feel like I just graduated third grade, but those are like, you can talk about those different seasons and this is the best time to get the golden hour light in March or, uh, you know, the, during the summer, Sun is setting much later, uh, at least here in America, where it's like nine or nine thirty. You still have light outside. So, what is the best time to take these photos? Um, what are the best times to take morning photos during the year? And you can 
uh, talk about different months and all that, just being educational and helping them because that may be something that they don't know and they're trying to figure out. Then your blog pops up on the Google search and now they want to hire you because you know what you're talking about. And lastly, I am going to say this even number, number 10. In this one, you could do 10 questions to ask your photographer before you book. It's just 10 simple questions. It could just be some, some frequently asked questions. Like if you have a FAQ section on your website, you can literally just copy that over, pop, plop it down, and there you go. You've got those questions, any blog form, and uh, you can just turn each of those into a you know, H2 tag and you're good. Uh, that way they have those questions to ask and they're most likely questions that you're going over. Uh, like I have a list of questions that if I don't get asked during a uh, discovery call, I will bring up. If I don't get asked about what the deposit is, I'm bringing that up. If I don't get asked about what the turnaround for the photos are, I'm bringing that up because I want to educate them on the whole process. Those are our 10 different topics. I know that was actually more than 10 different topics. There's more than 10 different topics for you uh, to start getting back into blogging. And, you know, like I said, at the top of this, you can also fill in with uh, some like old school blogs where you're talking about uh, their, their more portfolio type photo, like a full wedding gallery, a full engagement session. And you can use those to actually speak about it or just throw your photos on there. And it can be a little portfolio, um, especially if you shoot at certain venues often, you can throw up the most, you know, like uh, 50 photos or so from one wedding. And then whenever someone is inquiring about that, you can send them that blog post and say, oh yeah, this is a, a wedding that I shot two years ago at this venue. And they can picture themselves in your photos. Like I mentioned earlier, you can get that questionnaire PDF um, at allheartphoto.com slash blog ideas. Get that. It's free. It's free for you. It's already in PDF form. So you can save it and you know copy paste right off of it. It's pretty easy. Um, and that way you can send those questions to uh, your your couples, your families. Uh, it is more geared toward weddings. It is definitely geared toward weddings, but you can tweak those questions for families for sure because it is a lot more um, emotion driven and why did you decide to do this? Um, and that would be helpful. You can find that in the show notes uh, for today's episode, which is at lighttodarkco.com slash podcast slash 141. Until next week, y'all keep crushing it. Keep being amazing. And I will see you back here and in the Facebook group. Bye, y'all.